This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is back this week. Today on the show, we're trying to save you some money. The summer months are here, and they can bring with it high temperatures and high energy bills. We've got some tips that can help lower your bill, like switching your light bulbs and learning the proper direction Yes, of your ceiling fan. Also, we have a few home improvement (laughs) projects that will let you get the kids involved. Uh, You know, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you fellas doing this morning? Well, I say fellas. That's so rude. How are y'all this morning? That is so rude. I know. I'm sorry, Pam. I'm sorry. So, how are y'all doing this morning? I'm fantastic. Jeff, great, welcome back. Did you uh, have a I'm good glad time? To be back. Je- oh yeah, had a great time. What did you do? Did you like go bear hunting in the Adirondacks? You usually no, do interesting things. No, no, no. This was all motorcycle riding. Um, there's this place that's called uh, the Tail of the Dragon, uh-huh. and it's it's in North Carolina. And what it is, it's 318 turns in 11 miles. Wow. It's a, it's a highway, and, uh-huh. uh, but it is just one turn after another and motorcycles everywhere. And it was a good time. We spent, uh, I took my oldest brother up there with me and, and um, my youngest son, and, and uh, we just had a good time. That's good. Had, That's good. Good for real, you. Real good time. Pam, what have you been up to? That's one of those to? situations where you really got to pay attention. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yes. <laughs> if you're um, making all those turns. Fortunately, we did not attention. see any accidents, uh, but there are, are accidents on that road every day. Okay. So, yeah, you definitely pay attention. So, Pam, what's going on with your world? Well, I love our topic today. I was going to tell you guys about a, a situation I had last week. We're gone to inspect a house, and there are a lot of folks out there flipping houses. And so, right. man, the inside of this thing looked good. It was so pretty. <laughs> it was uh-huh. just beautiful. And then I suited up, put on my monkey suit, and crawled underneath it. Uh-huh. And they put on a brand-new air conditioning system, and that thing was powerful. I wish Timmy was on today. I would love to talk to him about it. It's so powerful that it blew the ductwork off the plenum. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So uh, they were spending all their money air conditioning the crawl space. Oh, wow. That's painful. Uh, Yeah, I felt so sorry for him. I turned it off. (laughs) Oh, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I didn't get in much trouble this weekend, but I have been fighting fighting for weeks with a uh, a fr- I've been going over to a friend's house and working on their toilet because they've had this leak okay and I've replaced the bolts that hold the tank onto the bowl twice now and there's always a leak so now we're down to pouring Kool-Aid 
into the tank to see if there is a uh, a crack somewhere in the yeah. tank. We're right. also uh, we we're going in the an extra step, and we're going to replace that big rubber seal thing that is between the tank and the bowl. This time around, we're going to replace that and see if that might be the right. issue. So, is this the thirty-year-old toilet? Yes, yes. This is the it's 1972 not, toilet that you know that I'm working with. Not, I know. I put it to all that. To, that's like that when I took my washing machine apart. Y'all made so much fun of me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's just about making it work again. It's the yeah, excitement it's the of making yeah, it now. Happen. Now it's the it's the man man against toilet. Right, man, man against, against machine. Toilet. There we go. <laughs> like woman versus washing machine. Go ahead, J- Jason. Go yes. ahead and break the toilet tank, and right. then. You'll feel better about going getting a new one. That's true. Yeah. But then you have to try Pam's solution. You know, it's Don't funny. forget about the Mondo. <laughs> this morning, this morning, we actually talked about getting a new tank for this for this toilet. Well, and we we're like, no, nah, let's go in. Some issues with that. Well, and we I talked mean, about let's just go in and get and get the seal first. So what we're doing is that we're spending the maximum amount of hours on this that we can put into it at one time. Without actually right. fixing it, so you know, if if I were to, if I were an actual plumber, I would have gotten paid four hundred dollars to have that same leak right now. So anyway, yeah, yeah, and you could buy a brand new toilet for two hundred. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so. All right. Make it up on volume. Right. <laughs> Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Thankfully, we have actual licensed contractors on this show to uh, give you advice instead of just me. You can send us an uh, email at fixit101mpbonline.org. Going to go straight to an email here. Um, this is a question from Kate about a towel rack. Okay, uh, Kate says, and by the way, she sent two pictures, and I'll describe them to you here in just a moment. Hi, I would like to temporarily retach this towel rack. Hope to remodel the bathroom and change out rack in future, so hoping a repair that won't lead to issues later. This towel rack is solid heavy. Well, folks, I looked at the picture. And this towel, the 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 piece that would attach to the wall on this towel rack, is looks to me like solid brass. It is as heavy as it comes for a towel rack. And uh, the other thing was was that this already had a toggle bolt, a toggle bolt in it. So the toggle bolt had pulled from the wall. You, you know the little thing that comes, the little thing that's right. supposed to hold it to sheetrock had actually already pulled through the sheetrock. And I can say from my personal experience, and then I'll throw it over to you pros, from my personal experience, once you've blown a hole in the sheetrock, uh, there's not much to do but repair the hole in the sheetrock and tr- and look for a stud near there to, to screw this thing to. Pros? Well, y- you know, some of the things we've done in the past, we've, we've taken a decorative one-by, routed it, screwed it to the two studs right and then mount your hardware on that piece of and then you you obviously paint the wood same color as the the wall right. you know like if you're doing grab bars or something that's a good alternative to get your grab bars put in to where they will hold okay so uh, so get a piece of wood and find the studs 
Uh, Find the studs and, you know, and route the and, and use lumber, not plywood. Right. And then route it so you have a decorative edge on it. All right, hang on. Where it looks nice. Hang on, Jeff. And let's then clarify something screw real quick. That. Uh, yeah, screw let, that to the wall. Okay, let's let's talk about. We said something here that I want to make sure everyone understands. Lumber as opposed to plywood. Uh, a lumber is yes. a piece of wood, correct? A piece of. Lum- Go ahead. Yeah, lumber is a is a solid piece of wood, and plywood is um, sheets of wood pressed together and glued. Right. They're extremely strong, but they they they're used for certain applications. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. So uh, there's that. Let's go ahead and go to the phone. And uh, we've uh, Arkeisha and is in, Arkeisha's in, in Canton. What's going on, Arkeisha? Okay. So in my bathroom, I, uh, I, I built my house about six years ago. And uh, I had that kind of uh, copper looking uh, fixtures put in the tub, you know, for the. Um, the spigots and all of that. Yeah, kind of the well, copper looking. The, yeah, yeah, and uh, so so now what happens is, you know, it's the kind of stopper in the tub that you push down, mm-hmm. and then it, it pops back up. Right. And and well, it makes this noise like uh, when you push it down, you know, and then fill the tub up, and uh, and then it also looks like it's kind of rusting or something so can you replace that stopper that kind of push down stopper in the tub without replacing the whole tub oh absolutely absolutely uh you can do that and uh i, I see jeff kind of nodding over there i'll let you go ahead and have that jeff no it's it's very yes you can now on a hammer scale I, i'm not sure it's uh it's something the homeowner wants to tackle, but it, it is very simple to do. So, no, the homeowner does not want to tackle. It. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I kind of gathered that in your voice. So, um, call a licensed plumber. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you should pay a, a, a service call and you know a ten dollar part or something. It. it it shouldn't. It shouldn't cost you over. It shouldn't cost you over one hundred and fifty dollars to get that done. Right. So. Hey, Jeff, is that something where she could actually go and, like, if she snapped a picture of that on her phone or something, took it to the hard one of these big box hardware stores or even a plumbing supply, they could give her the part, and then that way she's got it when that plumber comes. They could. Yeah, which which would be helpful. You know that that way when the plumber gets there, he. It takes him five minutes. He pulls the old one out, puts a new one in. I've done that before. Right. That's the reason I would suggest that because they're paying. You're charged by the hour. That's right. They're going to have to That's leave right. and go get you a part that you could have picked up the day before. Um, it'll smart. save you some money. There you go. What makes it make that noise? What? That squealing probably noise. Wa- probably the water leaking around the stopper is is my opinion. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's not sealing well, and so you're getting kind of a whistling noise on it. And they'll do that, especially you said there was, like, corrosion or something on it. Sounds like it wasn't, might not have been one of the the top-of-the-line type parts, and so now you're just getting some corrosion on it. And I'm certain that if you've got a plumber in the home, he'll give you all kinds of suggestions for him to fix. 
So you'll be fine. Because if you uh-huh. find another problem, he's there. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, 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 the contractor and I didn't part on this. <laughs> we, oh. We're not. So I'm not going to call the contractor back. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. You, you did, you, y'all, y'all didn't hug at the end of the job, huh? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your program. Thank you. One of the things we were talking about this week was uh, energy saving, and probably the biggest thing that has come out in the past, probably it's really made its its foothold in this past decade, is the automated thermostat. Um, and, and what we mean by that is not just programmable, but also the ones that one can set from their cell phones, uh, smart right. thermostats. It ranks really high when it comes to energy savings. The latest thermostats can be trolled controlled like anywhere with the tap of a smartphone this is cool because think about this folks you can make it so that um you know i have seen this set up in a google assistant situation so where if you set up your phone to say okay uh you know your phone google tell them to do a certain thing you can set up a routine that says all right i'm in the car i'm on my way home and it will go ahead and turn your air on for you to the correct temperature so that when you open the door when you get there it'll be exactly what you want wouldn't that be awesome that's nice absolutely they really are nice but let me put a little caveat in there for you Uh uh-oh one of the things you don't want to do mm-hmm. is turn your system off when you're not there. It needs to go to a higher temp. Right. Um, and I'm I'm thinking, this is a Timmy question, but I have always heard that 78 was a good temp. And then, because what you want is you want airflow. And I've talked about this before, and I do have a video on this on our YouTube channel with those programmable thermostats, one uh-huh. of the things that you can do is set your fan mm-hmm. to continue to circulate even if the unit is not on. Uh-huh. So mine will go, and it's a. I have a train thermostat, and it's uh, it's set so every fifteen minutes the fan comes on and circulates the air in the house. And what I found, and I, I had an HVAC person tell me this. That if that air is being pulled through that coil, mm-hmm. even though the coil is not operational, it will still continue to work somewhat. Huh. And I started doing this about seven or eight years ago, and it is unbelievable. I, my house was built in 1958. How well my home, just the air temperature and quality is just phenomenal just by doing that one thing. That is fantastic. However, though, I must balk at something. Uh, Pam, I, as a pampered Southerner, must say, 78 degrees is warm for me inside my house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there may be some other things going on then, because I'm freezing. Well, high blood pressure is one of them, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because you ain't got any hair. You need to put a hat on. Right, that's that's the whole point. Oh, man, that was bad. She picked up on you. You went to the ball area now. All right. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. <laughs> Today we'll uh, we'll share some energy saving tips to help you uh, buck a, save a buck or two during these summer months. But after the break, we've got a few projects you can uh, do with your kids this summer. So stay tuned. 
If you have a question, want to join the show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Now that uh, homeschooling is over and everyone is officially on summer break, thankfully, this is a great time to continue learning by having them help with some home improvement projects. Okay, some cool things that you can do with kids. Outdoor furniture. Think about this. Create something new for your family's favorite outdoor room from scratch or with a kit or spruce up existing pieces with a fresh coat of paint. This is really cool. If you've got outdoor furniture, say wood outdoor furniture, kids can help paint the outdoor furniture. And remember, it's not about being perfect. All right. And sandbox. Think about this. Sandbox. Real easy to do. Create a new play space and then shop for gear to enjoy the sandy square footage. It's pretty cool. You can make one of these in your backyard with uh, four boards for real and uh, and and some sand. It's real easy. And it and, and it's is inexpensive inexpensive as you can be. All right, I want to go ahead and take an email here. The phone number, by the way, is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Okay, we got an email here from Hope, and she says, Good morning. I have an issue in one of my bathrooms. Whenever anyone takes a shower, even if the ventilation fan is running, Condensation builds up to such an extent that tiny droplets of water run down the walls after a while. This problem became noticeable after we repainted the bathroom walls and trim. We used an oil-based semi-gloss on the wood trim and just regular semi-gloss latex on the walls. The room is small, about 8 by 6. My husband thinks the room is not vented correctly. We've been in the house for many years and uh, only noticed this problem after we painted a couple of years ago. What do you suggest? What do you, how do we fix this? You guys? Uh, it's a simple fix. Really? Their, their ventilation fan is inadequate. Uh, they need a, um, and I know we don't endorse, but they need a stronger ventilation fan. Right. Now, you've mentioned them before. I think uh, a Panasonic one that you mentioned. Panasonic Whisper Quiet. Whisper Quiet. Yes. You cannot hear them run. They move uh, 150 CFMs of air. Uh, they are very, very uh, efficient uh-huh. and very easy to install. Is there another? Um, uh, is there another brand that we might know of, Jeff? Uh, there's, or is, or there's is there another one that I like? I don't know the name of it, but it's it's actually a can light mm-hmm. and a ventilation fan. Oh, so 
you know, if you don't, if you don't want the ugliness of that vent, right. Uh, use that can light. Th- those things are very efficient as well. That's neat. Are those uh, cost effective? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, they're great. But you got to make sure now you can put that. And I just had this happen in a house I did a few days ago. Uh-huh. You can have a great fan, but you, if it's not vented right, it's not going to do you any good. Yeah. Right. Now, now I do not like venting them. And, and Pam, I think you'll agree with me. I do not like venting them outside. Yes. I like to vent. <clears throat> excuse me. I like to vent them in the attic. Get that vent pipe about 12 inches above your insulation. That way it's very hard for something to fall into that vent pipe. Oh, good point. Very good point. Um, yeah, because a lot of them, especially on a remodel, what they'll do is they'll put that vent fan in there and then cover it up with insulation. And it's not and, venting anything. And, ne- and never run their vent pipe up through the insulation. Right. Because, uh, you know, you, you've got, you're, you're sitting there with a 2x6 or a 2x8. Um, so right there tells you that you need a eight inch, go ahead and get you a 12 and it comes with its own bit pipe. They're cheap mm-hmm. and just get it about a foot above that, above that insulation. Another thing that will happen with these crazy things. And we've talked about this before, but you know, and I love Jeff and I agree on this. If you vent that through the roof, most people don't want that box fan on the front of the house. So they'll run that vent like 30 feet <laughs> through right. the attic. I'll go up there and it looks like a metal octopus because you got all right. these. I had one yesterday out in Reunion. All these vent fans going to a single box vent. And they because of pretty, right. they've got it the furthest place they can. Well, what's going to happen? Our dew point is way too high. So that fan's going to come on and it's going to say to itself, I really need to get this moisture out of here. And so it's pushing as hard as it can to get those little moisture droplets to go 30 feet right. <laughs> through a very hot, humid attic. So what happens, it gets about halfway there, and it's like, oh, I can't do it anymore. And all that water comes back down and goes into that vent fan and rusted out. <laughs> wow. That's, it's a mess. Well, and, and okay. That makes sense. What if, let's say it's an existing construction, guys, and it's the downstairs bathroom just below the upstairs bathroom. What do you do about that? And you don't know anything going on about the construction of the home or anything of that nature. Let's say you've got a a fan downstairs and directly above it is the second bathroom. Does that make any sense? Well, you'll you'll just have to vent through your your subfloor, you know, to, to an outside wall. Okay. To an outside wall. You can go to an outside yeah. wall. And, sure. and I've had this happen before, too. Another thing you can do is you just put a ceiling fan in there. In the bathroom? Just yeah. put a ceiling sure. fan in the bathroom. It works. Yeah. Really? Anything to, move, anything to move that air. To move and dry that air up. because, And I see that all the time. I never considered that. older houses where the bathroom is like right beneath the second floor. Well, the only thing you can do at that point, and it's going to depend on which way your joist, your uh, your floor joist or ceiling joist are running. Mm-hmm. Because you, you can't, theoretically, how are you going to get up there to cut a hole to get to the wall? <laughs> right. you got to follow that. To So I, I just tell folks, take the light fixture down, put in a ceiling fan, take your shower and you know, after you get all dried off and everything, turn that ceiling fan on because you're probably not going to run it when you're in the shower. It makes you too cold. 
Right. Okay. Run it afterwards and let it dry dry everything up. But I tell you something else that happens because she was talking about this is I have seen that over and over again when people will paint their bathrooms and that's when they realize it's not venting because you end up with these moisture droplets on it. And a semi-gloss paint will show you that quicker than anything. Flat and semi-gloss is going to show you that. Okay. All right. Um, so if you want to make a call, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Let's go to the phone now. Leela is on the line in Long Beach. How's it going, Leela? Very well. How are you this morning? Very good. What are you working on? Well, I'm actually following up with your comments about the vent pipes. Okay. Um, I have quite a few on the back of my house. The house was built in 78, and it has a nice-sized attic, not one that I can walk around in, but, you know, crawl around in fine. But, you know, after Katrina, they remodeled, and um, during the recent termite bloom, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. Oh, no. It was horrid. I mean, it's like I live in a sieve. They were everywhere for days, not just one day. Wow. And I'm wondering, and I know they came in the fireplace. Of course, they came down the chimney. I understand that. Right. But it doesn't, when I look at these vent pipes coming out of my ceiling, I'm thinking, are those just holes they can just fall into? uh, Well, okay, yeah. So they're like drinking and tripping to the, yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. The, the, the vent pipes are necessary. So when we said we don't have to vent the ventilation fans out the roof, we did not mean the plumbing stacks must go. Well, you could use a pro vent. That's a, let's don't go down that, that, that rabbit hole. Your, your, your vent pipes must vent outside the, the roof. Now that is a sealed unit. So, Rain falls down in that pipe. If a bug or something were to get in that pipe, that is a sealed unit. It, it, it's the it's your P traps. It's your drains. They all go in to that vent pipe. The vent pipe goes out the roof. Without that vent pipe, your plumbing system does not work. Right, I know that. But here's the thing: there's other ones because I have gas heat and i have well that's a heater stack again that's that's sealed into your heater and you probably have a water um heat uh heater stack as well yes i do but for instance in the kitchen they remodeled and they did away with the vent over the stove they've got one of those Ah, microwave. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So now I've got a stack going out where even the pipe has been taken down and here I have a big hole and I'm wondering how many, you know, how many of those termites came in that hole. Is there any way, here's my question, is there any way, is there a material that, because they're all on the back side of the roof and I, I don't care what That's it looks right. like. Yeah. Is there any way to get a flexible screen that could be a wire tied to it, you know, just a big one of those, I call them cable ties because of my former career. But anyway, <laughs> um, and like wrap them. Huh? 
like a zip tie. I, I'm with you. Yeah, zip ties. Yeah, could they be closed off so that? Because I mean, they were they were coming in the bathroom through the fan. You're talking about? Yeah, no. It, to the the quick answer to that is no. You're wasting time and money. Um, you're not going to seal that house well enough to keep a bug out of it or a termite. Uh, call, call the exterminator. Well, yeah, and another thing, I mean, something that I did, and my house was built in 58, and um, you're right. There are holes everywhere. You have a fixture, a ceiling fan, a light fixture, anything that it's a hole between the ceiling and the attic. Yeah. And one of the things that they do in new construction is that they'll come in with, before they blow in that insulation, and they'll come in with a foam, and they'll foam up those holes. They're, they're trying to, to seal. It's what we call sealing the envelope. Yeah. And very, very difficult to do that on an older home. Okay. In new construction, you have access to all of that. And yeah. older ones, you may not. Now, something that I did, because I'm crazy enough to do it, when I got into inspecting, I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. And the, and the uh, EPA, and I think I've got it on my website, too, talks about sealing the envelope. So I called my mother. I said, I need you to come over here in case I fall through the ceiling. You can call 911. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and I got up in there, and my roof pitch, is it's small. It's a 412. And I knew that I was going to be putting in new insulation. So I got up there and pulled, and I bought one of those industrial foam cans. You can get them now with this cool yeah. gun on it. I know and I about. went to town, and I foamed up every hole I could find, including the vents where the registers came through the ceiling. And I went through and foamed everything up. And that, in combination with what I was talking about earlier on having the air circulation in the house, I took a house that wasn't very comfortable and made it. It's pretty amazing. I think my house, the indoor air quality is better than a lot of new construction. But that's a lot. I mean, and I, I definitely wouldn't do it now. You, you would. Yeah, it, it's no. very dangerous in this heat oh, to yeah, try to do something like that. that. Yeah, no, uh-uh. not right now. They, you, I mean, yeah, yeah. If you waited well, until the fall or the winter, especially, yeah. I think you said you're on the coast. Oh, yeah. And you could either do it or you could hire somebody to do that. And and I saw a lot of benefit in doing that. And it did cut down on the bugs because there are holes everywhere. Well, so, I have a lot of can lights as well. So those are, I don't know how you'd even seal because those have to, you know what I mean? Well, actually, I do have an answer lights. for that. You oh, can. Okay. And that's probably, and now that that's new information, that's your problem. Because open recessed can lights are holes in the ceiling. Oh, yes. So there are new fixtures, and you could go one of two directions. You could put in, they have these, fa I just saw them the other day, these fabulous um, spring-loaded fixtures that are not open. They're completely sealed up. They're wonderful. Um, or you could go the route of an there was a guy in town that was doing these. He had a metal box that was about twice the size of the fixture that you could put down on top of the fixture with the wiring and then seal around that. Uh -huh. And that would seal that light. And one of the problems with these things, they were fire hazards at one time, 
but not now because our light bulbs don't get hot. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, with the LEDs. Right. Yeah, with the LED, you can actually yeah. do that. But now that I know you've got recessed lights, that's yeah. where your thermal is coming in. Okay, that's what I was thinking because there's lots of other things that are showing up, and I'm like, where'd you, where'd you come from? You know, right. where'd you come from? Well, that's it, right there. All right. Well, uh, appreciate it. I hope that helps, Leela. I uh, hope you can uh, figure that out from there. You know, we're going to go ahead and take another break real quick. It's time for another break. And uh, we'll return. We'll talk about some ways to save you money on your energy bills this summer. Also, if you want to join in today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Okay, folks, it is that time of the year where it gets really warm, and we're talking about energy savings today. And I'm going to go ahead and put a candle under this thing and see if I can't light it up. Ceiling fans. Don't do it. I know. know. Ceiling fans. It's that time of the year. Um, uh, Pam, you've not been around for this, but this is a a yearly little thing that we do on ceiling fans. which way do you want it to turn in the summer? Oh, my gosh. So so here's the deal. We'll, We'll just start with the basis. The same question we have every year. Which way does your ceiling fan go in the summer? Now, clockwise or counterclockwise? Now, now, before we answer that, Pam, don't shout. Don't shout, Pam. Okay, yeah, she's looking up at her ceiling right now to see which way it's going. Okay, so uh, don't say anything because we have had, over the years, we've had engineers call us. We've had... <laughs> Thermodynamics. We've had, ex- We've had everybody. Call everybody has tell called. Us which way to run this ceiling fan? Right. So, Pam, I'm going to go ahead and give you your chance to give your opinion. I guess some people say this is not an opinion; it is fact. But then there shouldn't be two. Anyway, Pam, which way does it go, down or up? Well, I've got a bunch of them. So the one over my desk, I want that sucker blowing up because if it blows down, everything on my desk flies all over the place. Now, see, you just threw another factor Wrong into this thing, fan. right? You just yeah, you blew it. it. I just want the air to move. Okay, air to move. So do you want it to move on you or around you? Well, when I'm sitting at my desk, I want it to go around me. And my kitchen, I want it to go on me. And my den... I want it to go. <laughs> You're uh, not helping at all. The whole point, You're blowing it. 
See, you're in the installation. I'm into practicality. Right, I don't yeah. Hey, in the summertime, this is what I want in the summertime. Okay, go for it. I guarantee we're fixing to get some phone calls saying, Jeff, you're wrong. Right. And I'm sure I am. So, in the summertime, I want the fan blowing upwards. What? Yes. What? I've changed my opinion. Are you serious? I want it blowing up in the summertime. It's taking the colder air from the floor, running it to the ceiling, and then throwing it back down. I want it running up in the summer. Sidebar, we are looking for new hosts on MPB. So if- <laughs> Hey, I'm just incredibly impressed that a man changed his mind. Wow. Okay, so so Jeff is now saying in the summer, to feel cooler in your home, you turn the fan so where it blows on the hard ceiling instead of yes. your skin. Right? All right, if anyone yep. has an issue with that, uh, or another argument, the number is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Now Jeff tells us to do it incorrectly. You can call and tell us how you like to do it. So. I think Jeff is right. <clears throat> what? Uh, I think Java. I'm right, too. All right, first of all, I have to uh, do a tiebreaker here. Java, as the producer of the show, is the tiebreaker. Java... Which way does the ceiling fan go in the summer? Well, see, everybody's been talking in, in uh, terms of down and up. But right. I'm, I'm going to go uh, in the other way and say clockwise and counterclockwise. So uh, you want it to blow, you want it to go counterclockwise in the summertime. Which way does that make the wind go? It makes it, it Jeff is almost kind of right because it makes the, it makes the air go up. And like, if you can look at it like uh, as in hooks, like it goes up. Did you just t- and then change goes your back, opinion? And then comes back down. He, he just on- changed his opinion. <laughs> <I didn't>. It <laughs> sucks the air off of the bottom. There you throws go. Throws it up to the ceiling, and then it falls back down. Then it falls back down. Despite feeling cooler when the fan is hitting you. But uh, I'm doing it yes. wrong. You're so, doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's counterclockwise. If you look up at your ceiling fan, if it's going clockwise, it's wrong. It should be going the opposite way, counterclockwise. Okay. All right. Let's go with that. All right. Another thing you can do to uh, save energy this year, by the way, the number to call is 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Another thing you can do is upgrade to LED light bulbs. Now, there's, you know, it's been a while since we've been able to buy incandescent bulbs. However... Uh, you can go in and buy an incandescent bulb if you just really try to. But probably a good idea at this point is to start looking to upgrade to LED. And that even covers, you know, I noticed the other day, I went into a closet. And I guess I just don't go in this closet a lot. But it had one of those, you guys remember when, when we were first trying to get away from the incandescent bulbs and we had the uh, the uh, fluorescent bulbs that were about yes. the size of yes. yeah so yes. and i know that it, it was a it was a a, a money saving issue when we got the fluorescence but i think even now the fluorescence are outdated now since led has really taken over what do you guys think i agree with that yeah um and and 
second of all, the early lights that they came out with, the early bulbs, you really couldn't decide or pick or choose which temperature the light would be. Uh, it was just either brightened on or off. Uh, you couldn't choose whether it would be the, the bluish light or the uh, yellowish light. So it might be time to upgrade. Um, by the way, when speaking of bluish and yellowish light, do you guys know the terms that are used to describe both of these? I Typically? think it's, um, I think it's, oh gosh, is it lumens? One, or well, lumens is the power, but you're talking about lumens the, the, the color it, it, of the light is, is, um, is a little different. And you'll see on the box, a lot of them will use different words to say this is what this color is. Instead of saying yellow and blue, which they should, right. uh, they say like daytime and soft light. Okay. And I'll, yeah. you know, so I have learned that uh, the yellow one is daytime. So there we go. All right. We're okay. going to go to uh, uh, Tom. And um not sure I can see where he's from. But Tom, what is your opinion this morning? Well, it's not really an opinion. It's more of a statement of fact. I have five five ceiling fans, and Java is cross-eyed, or he doesn't know which way clockwise and anti-clockwise is. (laughs) Because when looking up at them, if you wish to draw air up, they turn clockwise. Okay, so if you wish to draw air up, they turn clockwise. Now, 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 I'm going to ask you. You have said, you have corrected Java in the in the in which way the clock runs. However, should it go up or down, meaning the air? Uh, in the summer. Is, in the summer. Be, in the summer. Okay. Well, it's personal preference, and as um, Pam mentioned, that it's also like if you don't want things blowing around on you, you know, you need it drawing up. It also depends on the size of the room and whether or not you are using other forms. Like, um, like I have some rooms that I have the vents shut off from the AC, but I just want to move a little air, and I usually have those drawing up. Wow. But if I'm running air conditioning in the room, I will normally let it run like medium speed pushing down because the vents are near the walls. So that cool air goes up. Hits the ceiling, draws to the middle of the ceiling fan, then pushes it back down. So, it, like I said, it's a matter of personal preference and what you need, what you need the motion of the air for. So, I just, I'm now, really, I'm really. I normally never do this, Uh-oh. but I'm gonna blow holes in our in our callers' uh, comment. Oh, go for it! I, I normally never do this, and okay. and I but agree we still with like what you, Tom. Saying. Fan to, for some some of the some of what he's saying. What I disagree with totally: mm-hmm. not turn your vents off on your AC system. That that HVAC system was designed to move a certain amount of CFMs, and when you cut that vent off, you have now re, you have now re-engineered. Your HVAC system. It is not a good idea to cut that vent off. It's not saving you any money. It is actually damaging that unit. Well, the the way I've always viewed it, and it's always been told to me, is 
the reason there is a shutoff on the vent is by doing that, you increase uh, flow and pressure in other rooms. You're not really straining the machine because it's usually you get uh, a bigger tonnage than what you actually, you know, you're not going to put an underpowered unit in. And, True. And then by, by, you know, you're not shutting off three quarters of the house. It's like, I'm not going to be using that room for two weeks. You know, why am I cooling it? Just shut shut it off, shut the door, you know, and I won't even run the ceiling fan in there half the time if, if I'm not going in that room. But then whenever yeah, you've got company or something, you open it up. I forget the name of them, but there's there's an actual box. It's it's a damper that you could put in your system. Um, Pam, what is the name of that? It's um, v, it's I'm, not VFR, but it's something like that. Yeah, and it's an auto. It can be run through the through the thermostat. But I'll tell you something else that you better be careful about. Do not oversize air conditioning. No, absolutely not. You will cause so many problems if you get, and, and you, maybe you didn't mean this, the caller didn't mean this when he said it, but you do not overton a house because if you do, you will short cycle that unit and you will start growing mold, especially here in the South. Hey, Tom. I would much better undersize a unit than oversized and let it chug hard. Uh, Tom, I will say that I've done exactly what you're talking about. I've got one room that actually runs colder than any other rooms of the house. And I changed that vent and I don't know if it helps. I, I don't know, but that room is not as Arctic as it used to be when the vent was completely open. It's the, it's the room by the way, that's closest to the air handler. So, all right. Uh, thanks a lot, Tom. I appreciate it. We're going to keep moving. We've got some calls on the line. Jim is on the line in Madison. What's going on, Jim? I have the definitive answer to the which direction does the fan go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. If we had a drum roll, we have the supposed definitive answer. Listen, I, I need a trumpet flourish for that. Right. <laughs> all right, go for it, Jim. It doesn't matter what your ceiling looks like. doesn't matter... Um, you know how what where you like to leave your thermostat set in the in the summertime. Set your thermostat where you want it. Have the fan blow up. Leave it like that for a day. Switch the fan, make it blow down mm-hmm. for a day. Which way are you cooler? <laughs> leave it set like that <laughs> in the wintertime. Set your oh, thermostat. Gosh. I like make you, the fan Jim. Blow up. Think like I do too. <laughs> Now Jim's using it. Oh God, I had all kind of confidence in you, Jim. I know, Jim. (laughs) You straddled the line. Brain surgery, guys. Right. (laughs) Do I feel cooler? Do I feel warmer? I knew knew he was from Madison. Right, right. All right, let's keep going. Wait, wait. wait, I lived all my life in Gulfport until Katrina. That's that's what I'm talking about. Ah, gotcha. Transplant. Right. Yep. (laughs) All right, Katrina let's. Uh, Katrina refugee. Thanks a lot, Jim. We're going to move on to Mona in Jackson, and you've got an opinion on the ceiling fan. Yes, it depends on whether you have ceiling air registers or floor air registers. If wow. you have ceiling registers, you want to push See. it down. If you and it's so air down, so it'll distribute to the room. If you have floor, you want to pull them up. 
But I really like Jim's idea better. Just try it, whichever is most comfortable. <laughs> you know, once again, and it's really this argument, by the way, we went on the air, what, 2013 or something like that? You know, 20, I don't know. Anyway, it's been the same argument every year. And I will say this. Number one, it's never been solved. And number two, you're all wrong. Because it, it, it's supposed to go down. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. 877-MPB-RING uh, is the number to call. If you want to uh, uh, set us straight, you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Um, listen to this. We're talking about saving energy today. And we were talking about uh sealing up your home a little bit earlier don't spend your energy dollars outdoors don't spend don't just send your money outside Se- uh, seal up the windows with caulk and install weather stripping around outside doors by the way folks the sealing your windows and putting putting uh weather stripping around your door is so incredibly uh inexpensive to do and so cost saving and it's not even difficult it really isn't. Well, I have a question. Are yeah. you saying what do you mean seal up the windows with caulk? What do you what do you mean? Well, and if you if you look on your particular window, do you have first of all, it depends on what kind of window you have. You know what I'm saying? Um Well, in other words, like I'm like saying aluminum say is I can't seal up a window, all my windows in my bedroom, because I need a way to get out of there. <laughs> There's a problem. No, don't seal it to where it's shut. I mean, you know, seal around the uh, the edges where your trim is. Okay. Make sure, okay. like, if you've got trim yeah. on the wall, remember, wherever in your home you see trim, that's where uh, it doesn't quite meet. The trim is just pretty. It's just to cover up where things meet. So behind that trim, so like on your window, if you've got a little piece of wooden trim around the uh, around the window, if you pull that out, there's a gap between the actual window and the sheetrock portion of the wall many times. And these are you places. know what was in mine, Jason? What's that? I did that. I pulled mine off, and you know what was Jeff? You know what was stuck up in there between the window and the wall? Newspaper. Wasn't it like newspaper or something? It was newspaper. I knew it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, I remember that. That's what they used now, to kind of seal you, that up. I'll tell you one that's really taking your energy dollars is the big hole up in your top plate that the wire goes down through to your receptacle. Those things need to be sealed. Uh, Take a cigarette lighter or something, put in front of that receptacle, and you'll see that flame just blowing hard. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right. It's like having a window open in your house. All of those holes need to be sealed. Hey, and before we get out of here, I have a strong opinion on something that was said earlier, and I wanted to voice it. Don't build a sandbox if you've got a cat. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fix It is production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101, only on MPB Think Radio.